Hey there. So we're just going to wait a few minutes to get started. Hi, Kilroy, Jeremy, Andrew, Undressed. Hey, Antonio. Hey, Kilroy. Make sure to tweet out the room, let other folks know we're here. figure we can just go ahead and just jump right in and get started. We have a lot of fun things to talk about today. So thanks for everybody for coming to NFTs for Good. We're a weekly Twitter spaces that's all about highlighting the builders and founders in the NFT and Web3 space. We do this at least once every week. And you can also check out um, some details on our website at www.bluestudios.io backslash NFTs dash four dash good. And, you know, we know there are a ton of stories that always come out that talk about the negative aspects of Web3 crypto and NFTs. But we believe that if we keep on talking about the positive aspects and how the people behind these projects are really trying to make the world a better place through Web3 and NFTs that we can really elevate the conversation. So with this show and subsequent shows that we do, um, we'll continue to highlight the people and founders that include a social good component in what they're building. And we hope that you get two things from this. We hope that one, you get to connect with another founder and their courageous journey of going from idea to building in public, and that you can be inspired by their stories and know that there's some really good people out here building this new internet. Again, you can check out upcoming shows and sign up for updates at www.bluestudios.io backslash NFTs dash four dash good. And quick disclaimer that all opinions of our hosts may not reflect the views of Blue Studios or its hosts, and that this Twitter space is for informational purposes only. None of the opinions of the show by the host or panelists can be considered investment advice. Um, and please do your own research, be safe, and make sure to talk to any security 
and investment advisor for inf more information on how NFTs and crypto fit into your collectible and ownership portfolio. Um, this space is being recorded so we can have it on our website and other places to promote future shows. Um, a little bit about me, if you guys, um, if you're new here, I'm Kelly, founder of Blue Studios. We built a really great community around education, family, and Web3. We employ a learn-to-earn, play-to-earn model, leveraging our adorable robot, Bella, who's like our Mickey Mouse. And a big part of what we do is around coming up with innovative approaches to educating and inspiring families to learn together, but to also onboard more families in a safe way to Web3. Super happy to be here today. And I know that it has been a brutal, a brutal time in Web3 and NFTs in the past couple of weeks. But the show still goes on and we, we're going to keep building. And, you know, that's why I really love doing uh, this show because, you know, you get to slow things down and dig deep with amazing builders like uh, George and Raisa that we have today. And I also appreciate it. For some reason, I keep landing on NBA finals nights. I don't know why, but I appreciate you guys for calling in <laughs> or coming in even during the NBA finals. So. Um, with that, I will just quickly pass it on to George and Raisa to introduce themselves very quickly, and then we'll start digging in. Hello, Kelly. Thank you so much for having us. And uh, as always, we're really excited to be here. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Raisa Suarez. I'm a UI UX designer. I am located in Miami, Florida, and I am the creator of Whitmint. And we are a launching platform to support and give back to founders in Web3. And uh, let me um, allow George to introduce himself. Hello, everyone. Um, hi, Kelly. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, my name is George. I'm a full stack uh, developer and now working on uh, Knights on Chain, which is an um, on chain uh, game that I'm working on. And yeah, I'm super excited to talk about more about the project. Awesome, awesome. So we'll just start from the beginning. I know you guys have been on NFTs for Good before, but um, for those who, who don't know your story, would love to hear both of your origin stories, how you both got started in the space, and kind of what inspired, inspired you to go from, hey, this is cool, Web3 seems interesting, to, hey, I'm actually going to be dedicating myself 24-7, 365 to making this happen. Um, I can start with that, and um, my in my case is like, well, it's a long story because um, I don't come from a tech background. I studied languages. I was born in Cuba, and um, I met George. Well, George is my husband, and um, when I met George, he is a software engineer, and he started uh, showing me some courses for uh to learn like basic coding html and css and stuff like that and i got really curious and then uh, when i came to the united states back in 2019 i pivoted into ui ux design and i became a ui ux designer and george has been into crypto since 2017 like kind of and um we learned about crypto kitties. I remember we had a crypto kitty. Uh, we even um, breeded them. Um, it was not a crypto. It was not a beautiful crypto kitty that we had at the end. <laughs> but um, we learned about like crypto, and we went to uh, Bitcoin meetups here in Miami. And then 
I heard about NFTs and for me, for me it was like something really impressive because since I was a designer but I was working in tech I found NFTs was like the like the technology that is trying to bridge art and like technology together so it was really impressive and I started like checking YouTube videos and learning about like the technology side with George and I think that's how we started like I remember I had a Twitter account but I wasn't very active and after learning about Web3 and NFT, uh, the first thing that I do every day is like check my Twitter account and check all the NFT news and Web3 news. So it's really exciting. Yeah, so in my case, um, I first uh, started or learned about crypto back in 2016. I remember I was up in uh, living in California in Silicon Valley in Sunnyvale. And I remember uh, there's this place in Sunnyvale called uh, Plug and Play, uh, where you know a bunch of uh, lot startups get together. They rent uh, office spaces and they do like events. And that was that's what that's where I first uh, learned about crypto and Bitcoin. And after that, like Reza said, uh, we got into NFTs super early. You could say um, we had a Crypto Kitty. I remember I was testing the technology back then. I was also, I deployed a few contracts uh, on on Solidity or on Ethereum with Solidity. And I just wanted to try out the technology. Just wanted to try out, you know, the coding part, the tech part. And yeah, and that's how I got uh, started. Awesome. Very cool. And just want to say hello to the folks who just joined. Thanks for coming. And don't forget that uh, if you guys stay to the end, we'll be distributing those $50 unstoppable domain credits. So just wanted to give you guys an FYI. But let's talk about your latest project. Let's talk about Knights on Chain. Um, so love to hear about that. And I just saw, um, you know, just researching about Knights on Chain. I saw you guys have a new term that I haven't seen before, which is battle to earn. So, you know, I'd love to hear more about Knights on Chain. And then also, how is this different from some of the more traditional play-to-earn models? Right. So, so Knights on Chain, it's a personal project. So, I've always wanted to create, like, a, like a fun, interactive uh, game. Of course, uh, you know, since I'm a single developer, me and Raisa, uh, we don't have the funds, you know, the budget, the multi-million dollar budget to design like a triple A game. But I always wanted to do like something uh, simple and fun. So Knights on Chain, it's a fully on chain battle system, uh, battle game, NFT battle game on Ethereum. Um, and pretty much how it works right now, I have that version one out and it's pretty much it's a double or nothing type of game. So you have to in order for you, first of all, you have to buy an NFT. And that's your knight. The knight has uh, properties, has types um, like water, uh, fire, this and that, like so many other games. And it's kind of like an RPG um, battle system. So pretty much you buy an NFT, a knight, and then you can bat you, you buy the NFT. And then you can battle it against other holders. You buy your, your knight against others. And it's pretty much the, the cool thing about this or... The innovative part is that the battle happens entirely on chain on Ethereum. So the battle has logic, like has some type mechanics, and it's also based on on levels. 
So your NFT grows. And that's something, you know, that I find uh, like super new, I would say, or, you know, it's not, this is not rocket science, but I haven't seen like that many NFTs out there that, that change or evolve somehow. So I coded this myself and the NFT, uh, if you battle it and you win, the NFT grows. Uh, it, it increases a level and it makes it more powerful. Now, right now, the battle happens on Ethereum and, of course, uh, has uh, some, um, uh, you know, drawbacks. It has, um, uh, like, the gas price is really affecting the battle because, you know, in order for you to battle, since it's an entire, uh, it's entirely on chain, you have to pay gas for it. So it's super expensive um, to battle right now. And that's why I call it, like, version one on Ethereum. But... I'm working on the version two and version two, it's going to be like more interactive and it's not going to be on, on Ethereum. It's going to be on Solana. So I'm working on, on the second version. So, so pretty much to summarize um, how it works right now, you hold the NFT, you buy it, you hold it and you, you battle it against other holders. And uh, to enter the battle, you have to pay an entrance fee and whoever wins the battle gets to keep uh, the the entrance fee so it's pretty much a double or nothing uh, right now and, and and it's based a little bit on uh on luck a little bit and i want to like for version two i want to stay away from luck and and make it like a purely uh like game of skill where you you win you win in the game or the battle it's gonna be entirely up to you That's a super cool way to approach like a version one. I really like that idea. Um, so I want to go back a little bit. What are what are some of your favorite games from both of you? I just always love to ask that question for people who are developing games. <laughs> yeah, so my favorite game, I would say Pokemon. It's really a game that I played a lot. I'm not a, since I don't have much time, I don't play much anymore. Well, when I was a little kid growing up, uh, I used to play a lot of Pokemon. Um, I remember I got sick uh, one time. I, I had a surgery, and the whole time that I was in bed, I was playing Pokemon. And I think it was really part of my child um, when I was a child, so it really like affected my childhood. So yeah, that's one of my favorite type of games. Yeah, and I would add to that, like, George, he's a huge uh, Pokemon fan. We've seen all the movies and uh, um, series, and for his last birthday, uh, we got, like, a small Nintendo to play Pokemon, and I would say, yeah, that's his his um, favorite game. In my case, I don't consider myself, like, a player, um, but I always love, like, detective games and things, like, would make you think. That's super cool. Yeah, I played a lot of random games growing up too. So I don't, I don't even want to talk about it because hopefully it doesn't say too much about me. But <laughs> you know, I, I will admit I was a big Sims player and even a little bit of adult, but it takes up too much of your time. So I had to stay away from Sims and any other like SimCity type of strategy. You know, building games they they just take up too much time. But I do. I do love uh, strategy games a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, I will also, um, I figure I'll switch over the conversation to, you know, I think, um, you know, like I said, it's a kind of a weird time in crypto NFTs. And definitely, you know, there's been a lot of controversies around play to earn gaming. Um, would love to 
to get your ideas of, you know, how can we, how can play to earn gaming become a more sustainable business? Yeah, I can start in my case or in my opinion, I would say, uh, and this is again, entirely my opinion. Um, so I think that most of the, uh, the current state of play to earn gaming, as you can see with, uh, Axie Infinity, I think, uh, it's really hard to pull off because to make it work because you have to make the economics of the game work. And I think like most of the games where we're do what they're doing right now is, is that they're minting uh, a token or they're, the value is a, a new token that they create. So, and eventually that token gets, uh, it's kind of like the US dollar. The more they print, the more it loses its value. So pretty much they print a lot of that token and, and that's pretty much the value of the game. So you have to make the, the game economics work. Um, like in the case of Axie Infinity, a lot of people play and and they don't make any money because the the, um, the value of the SLP, I think it's called, the, the token, the in-game token has has uh, gone down so much that it's pretty much uh, worthless. So you pretty much you spend like an entire day playing and at the end you don't earn anything. So that's number one. That's the, the number one concern. To summarize it, I would say, so the the issue with the in-game uh, in game economics with the token. And number two concern would be like regulation with the SEC. Like in my case, I would never make a game or anything that, that has a token that, um, you know, that can be considered a security. I'd rather like, uh, you know, just stay clear with the SEC and all the regulation and I'd rather like not make any money that make a lot of money and then have some issues with, with regulations. So yeah, I think number two would be regulation and number three, I think this is a, uh, a brand new industry. I, I think this is going to evolve uh, in so many, so many ways. Oh, and another thing, number four would be also that. Uh, so if you, Whenever you make NFTs, you pretty much are limiting like the uh, the the supply or the the characters. Let's say um, if you make a thousand or a collection of ten thousand NFTs and each one is a character, uh, can only have like ten thousand players because one player equals one character, one NFT. So, or even probably less because one player could have multiple NFTs, multiple characters. So you're pretty much, there's also an issue of, uh, you know, limiting your, um, your, your customers, limiting the amount of customers or players. So yeah, that would be a, another, another issue. And I do have another couple of issues, but I want to let uh, Raisa talk. Uh, yeah, and I would like to piggyback on what George was saying. I think um, the industry is, like, really new, even though we say, like, they're OGs and uh, people have been in NFTs for some time, for a long time now. But I think there's some elements, especially on the play-to-earn uh, space, that there need to be changed. Like, for example, uh, games need to be fair, and they need to be fully transparent. Like you should see how money like how much money is generated by the game and how it is distributed by um, the players and also like games should be decentralized and that's the main objective the main reason behind web3 and behind nfts so like the blockchain should be used to benefit the players and the developers as well and that's something great about nice on chain because nice on chain 
it's a game fully on chain. That's why why we um, decided that name, Knights on Chain, because it's created fully on chain. And I will let George talk in, like to talk more about like what on chain means and why we wanted to make like transparent and decentralized and to benefit the players. Yeah, like, <clears throat> like I said, um, so I wanted to build something and then talk about it and, and then have the collection out there. So right now, the version one of the game is out. You can play it, even though, you know, it's expensive. It doesn't scale, and it's not that good for players right now. It's not because of the game. It's just the limitations that Ethereum has on the gas price. Because imagine, like, if, if you are uh, playing and you want to do an attack on the game, and each attack is a transaction, imagine you paying, like, $12 per attack. That would be insane. You know, I will make uh, the game uh, unplayable. So, yeah, so the game is uh, entirely on chain. Every single action, it's on chain. That's why the battle, it's on chain, happens on chain, and the contract decides. I'm not the one, you know, deciding uh, who's going to win or this and that. So it's a, you can go into a smart contract and read the entire code, the entire logic, and I think that's super cool. So, like, for version 2, like I mentioned, uh, it's gonna be on Solana, and every single like attack that you that you uh, select, uh, it's also like a transaction. So I think um, if we can make it somehow like with Solana or s some other chain or probably Ethereum 2.0 to make it like super super like um, inexpensive for people to pay for transactions, you know, the gas fees super low then I think you, you could have like another world for another type of game that is entirely on chain, every single action, uh, and, and it's a transaction, which is, uh, you know, I think it's super far ahead. That's, uh, that's uh, honestly, in my opinion, impossible to do right now. But yeah, I think in the future, probably. Awesome. No, it makes, makes a lot of sense. I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, games definitely have to be fun first. That's the main utility of a game. <laughs> and, you know, if you if you want to play it, um, then if you want to earn from it, then that's even a bonus. Um, I was just talking to somebody today about play to earn. And I think the way you kind of think of it is just like sports. It's like you learn how to play a sport when you're young. You get really into it. You play it. And maybe you become a professional if you're really, really good. And then you get paid to do it. But... You know, I think uh, something that's more based on, you know, rewarding, you know, actual skill and like people who are like dedicated to the game versus just like almost making it a, you know, a boring job is a way that we can really see play to earn, like grow in a sustainable way. Um, so, yeah, I kind of I kind of I kind of chalk it up to like sports like you would play a sport that you love no matter what. But if you could get paid to do it, you would do it. You would still do it as well. So. Um, I would also love to, and I think you guys kind of started touching on it, but I would love to have you guys touch more on debate between, you know, some gamers, you know, who are super gamers who are super anti NFTs and they don't want, um, NFTs to make, or web three mechanics to make their way into the gaming movement and people, um, you know, like you, and I would even include myself in that who, doesn't really see a future of gaming without NFTs. Um, so, you know, I always compare it to kids today who have never experienced a phone that isn't a touchscreen and have no idea how we still like, answer phones <laughs> and have to wait for a, 
wait to, uh, you know, have to be physically at home to receive a phone call or something like that. So uh, I would love to hear, like, kind of how how do you see that debate and, you know, how would we be able to win those other folks over? Well, um, I think and um, uh, well, you know, we're all NFTs enthusiasts. That's why we're here. We're like all in web three spaces and talking about NFTs. So I think like real magic be- behind the NFTs is like the technology that allow you to own that asset, right? The digital asset. So it's about like ownership. And I have like heard people talking about like maybe in the future, um, NFTs will create like true ownership in the games. Like for example, I will be able to resell my guns or I will be able to resell my armors and maybe it will be able like I will go to a store and I will buy these new items for the game and I will be this the sole owner of those items so I will be able to buy them I will be able to sell them and maybe I will be able to transfer them to other games I think that will be like in the future but that's something that is really exciting yeah so in my opinion I think that um you know uh, I believe that uh, it's going to be a hybrid. So I don't, I'm not the type of guy that says uh, it's all or nothing. Like all the games are going to be NFTs in the future. One of them are going to be NFTs in the future. I think it's going to be like a hybrid. Uh, and, and that's even better, you know, try to find a balance where some games, they do have NFTs and some others, they don't. So I think that not every single game has to have an nft because not every single game is the same there's different categories and 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 it's like the same with crypto uh or blockchain like you cannot push uh push the blockchain technology into every single industry or or company so it's sort of like it has its use cases but it's not a it's not everything that you cannot apply it everything uh, blockchain to every company or NFTs to every single game. So I think it's going to be like a like a hybrid type of thing. And yeah, there's some games that are going to find it like profitable and, and good for their players, their customers and some others that they won't um, useful or even profitable because and one of the reasons is the one I said uh, earlier is that it also because using nfts in your game it also brings uh like it limits your market let's say if i want to like yeah i already talked about the example but pretty much it limits your market and you want the, the more customers the more players you have the better for for the game uh studio so if you create nfts i think that's one of the problems that they're trying to figure it out they're trying to i'm pretty sure they're sitting down uh um you know discussing the managers, how can we integrate NFTs in the game, but how can we make it so that uh, we have uh, more customers, they can buy from us? Because if we only make it like super unique, then the in-game assets are not going to be moving around that much because we're going to limit the, the, the supply and the amount of players that can use that, uh, that in-game asset. So, yeah. Very true. And I think it's, you know, and I think for most of these gamers, I think uh, the idea of being able to, you know, sell or upgrade or, you know, um, 
sell or upgrade your assets or even like the NFT that allows you to play or interact, I think is a is a really good um, value proposition because it's very expensive to play games <laughs> nowadays. Um, and to really, you know, level up in a game, you do have to buy in-game tools. And those definitely add up over time. So being able to trade or... Um, being able to like upgrade and you know get some value out of all the time that you spend, I think is is something that is a, a very strong value for a lot of gamers. Um, so um, also, I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about how you guys think of you know developing the games. Um, so I think a lot of people don't understand how long it takes to make really great games that are dynamic, continuous, and something that people don't get tired of. Um, you know, the games that are really popular today actually took years, like sometimes five to seven years to make. Um, so how are you two balancing that need to give people something uh, because folks are pretty impatient, especially in NFT land, um, with developing something that has a very long term shelf life? Yeah, that's uh, I agree with it 100 uh, percent. Really good games. They take a lot uh, a long time like multiple years in many cases, and they take millions and millions of dollars and, and huge uh, teams of developers and designers and managers. So, and, and probably in most of the games, they spend all that money and they spend all, all that uh, time. And most of the time, those games are not even successful. They don't make it. So it's a really competitive uh, industry and a really tough industry. Uh, so in my, in my case... Knights on Chain, it's it's a it's a small game. It's a simple game uh, that you can come uh, you 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 come buy an NFT and battle it and make money if you win the the battle. You know, because uh, the battles have uh, it's sort of like a tournament and there's an entrance an entrance fee and you don't or nothing your money and it's a game of skill because the the result is entirely up to you it's not it's not uh based on luck or it's not based on me letting you win so and you can double check the the smart contract and everything that would be for version 2 another current version that i have so i think uh that's the competitive advantage that that i think knights on chain has compared to other nfts so like most of the nfts out there they're saying that even Ugalabs, they're saying that they are um, building a game, building a game. And in my case, I already have the game out, at least version one. So I have something built. Uh, and of course, you know, working on the version two. But, um, but it, our competitive advantage is that the game is simple and you can try it out. You know the end goal. We're not promising like uh, any future utility which which by the way has some issues with the sec you cannot as a as a project owner i'm not a lawyer or anything like that but but uh you know what lawyers have told me is that as a project owner of an nft you cannot be like promising things in the future so like uh we don't have a roadmap uh we don't have we're not promising anything like in the long term but we do uh have uh version one of a game working on version two and we want to make it like simple uh, and, and interactive and fun. Just like you come to the game, you, you play, you battle, you, you know, you interact with the game, you like it or not. And that's what, what, I, what we're building.
Awesome. Um, and I also want to kind of go back to both of your backgrounds. I know you both have extensive backgrounds in tech from web to front end, back end, plus UX and design. Um, we'd love to hear about some of the learnings you kind of brought over from your, you know, best practices in web two over into the web three space. Um, yeah, this is something that I love to talk about, especially uh, user experience in Web3. So thank you for that question, Kelly. Um, so as we all know, like Web3 is really new. And I was reading uh, like the other day an article that said that every time you have a new application that is introducing a new technology, the users are more likely to use it, even though um, it has a, a really bad user experience. But as the time goes by and that type of like application or company, it has like more competitors, they have to step up the game and then the user experience needs to improve. So I think right now, most of the decentralized applications and all like uh, these Web3 applications that we're using right now are a bit clunky. Because like something that the user experience shows you is like you have to put yourself on the user's shoes. So you have to understand like what's the main need for that person and what do they want to create? What do they want to do? So like for Web3, we need to create intuitive products, products that are easy to use, uh, people that that people can recognize, for example, uh, next steps. And it has happened to me so many times that I have been in so many minting platforms or uh, I want to mint a new NFT and I don't know what happened. I don't know if my transaction just like went through or if it failed, I didn't receive any confirmation. So that's something that we need to keep um, upgrading every single time. And something that says that Web3 uh, will have the hardest UI UX challenge any industry has ever faced. Why? Because it, during like Web1, most people didn't know about like what user experience was about. I don't think there was like the term you user experience or user interface designer even uh, existed back then. And then in Web2, we have all these social applications and we know about design and we know that we live like in a really fast society where we want to have a click and we want everything done. And um, we always say in user experience that if something has been like run, it has, uh, it has like an incorrect design, you will notice it right away. But when it's something is functioning very well, you don't even uh, recognize it. And that's the job that we have to do. So in the case of Web3, we have to say like Web3 have the like Web3 has the most tech savvy users that any industry has ever faced. And that's why we are expecting to have a really good user experience. In the case of Nice on Chain, what we have tried to do is like we know people have like like really uh live in a fast environment and they don't have enough time to be waiting sometimes to play and to earn a few cents. So in that case, that's why we did like the whole mechanics uh for the nice on chain that you just like put your money, you just play and then the winner will take it and it will take a few seconds and i will let george talk uh talk more about it about the game yeah and like i said before we're we're a small team doc's team uh, me and Reza and another developer and pretty much like i said we don't have the big budget uh the the funds nor the team like a huge team of engineers to create like a triple a game with a lot of graphics so, like I said, uh, we wanted to make like something um, fun, simple, and interactive, and you battle in the set. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and things that we try to apply here, for example, like when you are going to a battle, you see a confirmation that says, hey, your knight's going to battle. Hey, you have minted your knight. Hey, your knight has returned from the battle and you won or you lost. So it's giving you confirmation and it's guiding you through the whole process, even though it's a fast paced process and it just lasts a few minutes. Awesome. And I also want to just um, let folks know um, that you can start thinking about your questions. So if you want to come to the stage and ask a question, um, start thinking about your questions. But I'm going to ask one more uh, before we open up the floor. So start start getting the gears uh, turning. Um, would love to get both of your insights on the broader role that you guys see for like crypto, NFTs, Web3, and their impact, you know, where would you like to see the space go? I would like to see massive adoption. I always say, I always tell this. And I always like to put the example of my mom. I remember when social media started, um, my mom didn't believe in social media. And she was like, no, I don't need a Facebook account. Why would I need a Facebook account to connect with my friends if I can call them? or I just can email them. And then now she has a Facebook account. Well, she indeed, um, she, I always uh, say this joke, she opened uh, a Twitter account just to support us. So I always say that in the future, I believe there will be mass adoptions. Everyone will have like, um, like, like will have cryptocurrency and they will have wallets and then um, businesses will start uh, accepting. And there's a lot of like, I have started to accept cryptocurrency as a payment method. So I think it will take some time, but I would love to see that. Yeah, in my opinion, I don't know about crypto, accepting crypto payments. Uh, I think Square is working on something um, uh, uh, sort of that sort. I don't know. But, um, but I think NFTs are going to go mainstream uh, if let's say a company, a web two company pushes it, let's say like uh, Instagram, I think it's also working on some uh, NFT related type of uh, uh, thing. Um, so yeah, I think in my opinion, I think uh, NFTs will be, will go mainstream once a big company, a web two company integrates them into their platform. Love it. So I see that we have SKG. Let's see if. Hello. Hi there. Did you have a question? Hi, Kelly. And uh, thanks for getting me up here. Uh, I just got in here a few minutes ago. I just saw the announcement. So I'm been always keen to, you know, learn about uh, play to earn and many other, uh, you know, um, right earn to pay and many other similar initiatives. There is one I've seen about um, meditate to earn and, you know, there are other initiatives which encourage people to do something meaningful and earn basically. And I, I always, you know, feel uh, uh, inspired with what XCN has done. I'm in the Philippines and 
there's been a big community here which has made uh, livelihood i have not yet in x infinity somewhere i felt by the time uh, i find it complex basically so i just wanted to learn uh, and we are talking about user experience here a uh, couple of things one is uh, uh, how uh, easy it is to play nights on chain and secondly uh, what's the initial investment needed to get started and thirdly just a curious thing is it something connected with blue studios in any way um, uh, or is just uh, 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 you know just that the spaces is being done together i hold the uh, two bellas basically just kali to share yeah. awesome thanks for the question i'll let the answer yeah so first of all i want to clarify that um so we are a collection which uh a game that has a collection that you can uh play with the knights you can battle them but um I would like reframe invest in the game and I would uh, reframe investment and I would say that you are a collector. So when you buy one of our NFTs you're a collector, you're not like a like, many people say investor but I I would uh I would reframe it to collector. You're a collector and okay. yeah, you're a collector in this in in this um collection and you have the ability an extra like an extra extra feature of playing a game that um that you know allows you to to battle your your knight and make money if you win the battle sure okay so the initial investment or the initial cost like you asked uh well you you, you buy uh you mint a knight and and then um then pretty much the the battle right now as i said it's uh it's pricey but it's not because of, of we set it up like that it's because of the limitations like i said of ethereum which you know in order for you to to do a transaction it costs uh like anywhere from $15 to $100 depending on on gas prices of the day so like i said i don't know if you were in the uh audience like I, when i said it uh the version 2 we want to make it And now the version one is active. It's on Ethereum, but version two is going to be on Solana, and it's going to be like more interactive, uh, way cheaper to to transact, you know, to battle. And like for example, you would like select uh, the each battle, uh, each uh, attack on on the battle uh, against your your opponent. So yeah, I think it's going to be way more fun for 2.0. Right. Okay. So how much? the cost for nft right now to be a collector and then when it battle cost more so how does it work i was not there uh, in the beginning so just wanted to quickly understand how much it cost to participate in a battle so to participate in a battle right now uh, i have set it up on ethereum to be 0.03 so that's the the cost the entry cost to battle but if you win the battle it, so it's a all or nothing uh type of battle uh so if you win the battle your knight increases the level which makes it more powerful more likely a higher chance of winning in the future more experience and you also double so like instead of uh, 0.03 you will get 0.06 minus gas so pretty much you would double the amount that you put in 
uh, currently the the uh, entire battle happens on the uh, smart contract. So pretty much uh, you can see the logic of uh, how the battle works. It's on the contract. And uh, so it, taking, it takes in consideration three things, three criterias. Number one is uh, the type, like fire winds over uh, plant. Um, so that's the type of uh, uh, logic. The second criteria would be level. The higher your level, the more likely, uh, you know, the more powerful your, your knight. So um, it increases your uh, chances of winning. And the third criteria would be a little bit of luck. If you see the, the contract, I made it so, so that uh, 20% it's up to the contract uh, uh, helping you or not. And so, like, I want to stay away from that. For version 2, it's going to be, like, entirely up to the player. So it's going to be, like, a game of skill where you determine <clears throat> entirely uh, it's up to you to win or not the battle. And it's going to be, like, multiplayer. So, like, you will have three knights that would battle against three other knights. And you can swap them, you know, you can change them and attack uh, depending on your strategy. Yes, and also to answer um, your question, like previous, well, the current uh, price to mint tonight is 0 0.015 is, and um, we're going to be dropping some alpha at the end for uh, the end of the space about it. So, sounds don't good. Go away. <laughs> and Kelly, is there anything with Bella's uh, collectors to be benefited in, in this ecosystem? No, I mean. <laughs> Space to highlight founders and builders in the general space. Sometimes we have them, but uh, we love Raisa and George, so we'll definitely be chatting offline to see how we can continue to, you know, provide more to Bella. To right. Great. Thanks a lot. I, I, I'll uh, step down. All right. Anyway. All, right. All right. I think Kilroy. Hi guys, great great day today. Yeah, uh, I hope you can hear me hear me well. Uh, I'm 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 having some uh, internet connection issues. Are you hearing me well, guys? Yes. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna start with uh, with uh, with uh, this question uh, with regards to the topic: the future of Web three gaming and play to earn. Uh, this is uh, an open question to uh, Whitmint. And uh, nights on chain. Uh, since uh, yeah, and uh, I agree. Uh, for startups, uh, capitalizing on on uh, on the game as setting up funds to uh, to a jumpstart is a is a very big obstacle. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I truly understand you. Uh, Web three is uh, about how you interact on the space or go about in the space for work financial, marketing, and so on. And uh, as a game brand, how do you go about in the space, in, in the Web3 space? That's my question. Thank you. Raisa, um, George? Uh, I didn't quite, uh, was uh, breaking up the connection at, at the end. I didn't quite understand the, uh, the question. Could you repeat it, uh, Kelly? 
Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, since uh, Web3 is about how you interact or go about in the space uh, for work, for, for, a fi for financial or marketing or whatever, as a gaming brand, how do you go about in the space, in the Web3 space? So actually, let me... Uh... Let me um, read what uh, what I heard uh, the CEO of Yuga Lab said uh, in an interview. She said she's a, a woman, so I'm su super proud that uh, that Yuga Labs has a, a woman CEO. So uh, so she said she described uh, Web three as uh, owning. So Web one was all about reading from the internet. Web two was about writing because you could. Uh, upload pictures and upload content and web3 it's all about owning so you're gonna own uh, digital um, assets some digital property so so I would say like for big brands and for gaming for gaming studios they have to realize that web3 and nfts is all about owning and they will have to give those ownership rights to the players, you know, their co customers, their clients. So I think the more you can uh, market that ownership part and and like uh, and, and 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 describe or or tell your customers, hey, this is about us working together. It's not. It's it's no longer like just us owning everything. You're going to be part of this game. You're you know the. Um, a, a big supporter and a, and a big part of this game moving forward and you contribute to the success of this game, I think that's a good uh, way and strategy to to integrate or to uh, act on. But at the same time, you, you you have to be careful in terms of at least here in the in the U.S. Uh, with regulation, which I'm always, uh, you know, careful. And I also think another factor would be the one that we were talking previously about, like showing the players that they are benefiting. So showing that this is a decentralized game that is not only about the developers or the company that is launching or creating the game. It's also about giving uh, real benefits to the players. Yeah, and uh, also uh, just uh, just uh, I don't know if this is a question or or uh, or, or or something. With regards to regulation uh, issues, uh, main issues is that uh, once you generate uh, your own token, it will be under scrutiny from the from the government. So, with regards to game economics, uh, yeah, and I and I, uh, I really, uh, agree with uh, Knights on Chain about hi uh, uh, making it of a, like a hybrid system, a hybrid economy where the game economics is separate. From the NFT, from the NFT economics. So, uh, with regards to uh, uh, su sustainability of the game, uh, how do you see game pooling uh, go go about in your game, where the players uh, 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 put up a game pool where they can in certain percent, and the developer take a certain percent of the of the proceeds. Yeah, that's that's why I said that uh, we wanted to make it like a game of skill where uh, you know it's entirely up to the player to win or not or not win the battle. 
So it's uh, we want to stay away from gambling, which gambling it's a random result. You don't know, you know, it's based on luck or based on what. And we don't want to. We don't want it to work like that. We want it so that uh, it's entirely up to you to win or not the battle. It's uh, it's based on your skill, and yeah, it's up to the holders to play or not. And the result, uh, the winner gets uh, Ethereum. So the winner doesn't get a token, doesn't get any other you know type of. Uh, it gets straight uh, straight uh, Ethereum, which is what they what the entrance fee to the tournament was. So, yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, I will be looking forward to your game. And, uh, and uh, I'm, I, I am really uh, interested to know more about the, 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 the gaming economy of the game. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And um, our DMs are always open if you want to contact us or ask us any question. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I'm going to go to Antonio and then we'll uh, go back to SKG. And also remember, for those who just joined, make sure to stay to the end so you'll learn about get that $50 unstoppable domain credit. All right, Antonio. Hey, thanks again, Kelly. And thanks for doing this, uh, George and Risa. It's, it's uh, super cool to um, hear what you all are doing and um, I'm over here clapping and cheering you all on, especially um, the part when you said that your competitive advantage is that you are building, right? Like this is the time to build and you're basically just uh, preaching to the choir because um, looking around in the NFT space now, I see a lot of broken promises, a lot of hypotheticals being spoken and pushed around on, you know, timelines and social feeds. And um, I know the saying back in the day was like, when, when Lambo, I'm, looking around and I'm asking often, when is the game coming? So um, kudos to you all. This is really awesome to see. Um, but I, I do have a few questions. Um, one, uh, I, I know that you all have, um, I, I love the fact that you put in um, the factor of luck involved in it. So, um, and, and it's also a part of just being a skill-based game. I wanted to know if, um, you know, maybe sometime down the road, and I know it's, you know, no promises yet, but um, if you all are planning to, or maybe this might be the alpha in the future um, regarding um, future in real life events or meetups online for gaming where, um, you know, anybody who owns a night on chain can battle in front of an audience, so to speak, kind of like on stage. Um, in a platform where they can kind of showcase their skills and kind of have a ranking amongst themselves. And also, I wanted to know if there's any interest in, and I always ask this because I always find it fascinating to know if there's any insight from the back end, from the founder's perspective, that you all have seen, whether it be, um, you know, the type of knights that tend to win the most so far. Even though it's luck involved and skill involved, is there anything that um, kind of kind of open your eyes and say, wow, you know, this is really cool to see that maybe a different type of night tends to be winning 60% of the time. So um, those are my questions. If there's any other insights that you all might be able to as far as like future on stage like events where you can um, kind of showcase your skills in front of, 
you know, other nights in, in gamers. And uh, if there's any data or anything that you can share as far as, um, you know, who's won the most or what, what type of night tends to win the most. Yeah, thank you, Antonio. That's a pretty, pretty awesome uh, comments and, and questions. So first of all, let me say that um, that's a great idea. The in real life meetups where, you know, you can uh, uh, talk to other collectors, holders of the, the nights, and they can, you know, battle in real life, um, uh, like in front of a computer, of course, not battle against themselves. But um but also, yeah, and do like tournaments where uh, we, we could have like a prize and the winner um, gets to keep the, the prize. So that's a really good um, idea. And yeah, I'm always open, of course, to do in real life uh, events. Actually, we, we go, we already go to a lot of in-person events uh, for crypto and NFTs here in Miami. Um but uh, we're also going to now to the New York uh, NFT. Um, so, yeah, it's a really, really good idea. And, of course, down the road, we're open to, to do that. So the other question, so which Knights win the most? I think um, eventually the Knights that will win the most will be the Knights that have battled the most because it's based on experience. The more you battle your Knights, uh, the asset itself, the the NFT uh, increases, in increases uh, its level. So increases its power and its experience. So the higher chance you have of, of uh, winning. So it's kind of like I'm re rewarding the people that, that, that play the game. If you, if you play the game a lot, you are rewarded because your knight um, becomes more powerful, increases its uh, experience. So that's what I would say um, to the question of what nights uh, win the most. Awesome. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, this is exciting. And, and little disclaimer, I know I might be giving away my age, but I was thinking of like, you know, in the arcades during the Chuck E. Cheese or Discovery Zone era, some people would draw a crowd just to see them watch and fight. And nowadays you see it televised during esports, And it made me think of, you know, nice one chain, you know, put on a show for others. So, so I think uh, it'd be really cool to see. So thank you. Yeah. I think whether it's going to be us or another company, I think for sure uh, there's going to be NFT games that are going to stream their games if they're not already doing that, uh, where they will have prices, whether the price is another NFT or uh, a crypto price or or anything else. So I think that uh, that's, uh, that's going to be huge. All right. Um, SKG, um, is your question? Yeah, yeah. Quick one. I see that uh, uh, now George uh, Knights could be minted and also they are on OpenSea at different uh, prices listed. So uh, is there any way to understand, like uh, what I mean to say is the level, power, etc. of those listed? Uh, and you mentioned that certain properties are stronger than others, those 15 
characters which they have i could not see the content on website uh, uh, i just wanted to know where to learn more about um, and then make some decisions maybe like uh, for me as a starter to decide whether to buy on open sea or to mint is one decision and then of course learn and then play yeah. yes definitely uh, i think it's a matter of um um if you go to our website we have a, a feature that you can look up an nft that has already been minted and you can look up its uh its properties it's it tells you its level and it tells you its type weapon type or head type so we have two different types every single knight has dual typing or two types it has a head type which is its base type like water fire electric plant and um and we also have a sword uh type the sword type could also be the same um nature the same type or it could be like another type and i think if you depending on uh you have to like create your own strategy in, in battling probably you want i don't know a fire type and a water type in the same uh squad uh when you battle or probably you just want like pure fire types to to battle probably you only like to collect uh, fire types so i guess it depends it's up to you the player to come up with your own strategy and see which one is the winning strategy but uh i think on our website uh we have the feature of looking up like a knight that has already been minted and it's a shame again it's a shame that uh a shame that on ethereum gas prices are too high and it's hard to to play right now but because uh, it's pricey but on version 2 on Solana I think it's going to be super awesome and super easy to demonstrate the game the basic uh functionality and the basic battling system and I think it's going to be like super fun and actually I built uh, a similar type of game back in the days when CryptoKitty was out but I didn't make it as a as an NFT um as an NFT game so yeah I just wanted to recreate it recreate this one And that game I built it for myself so it never went anywhere because it was only for me and Ray's and my friends. So now I'm making it. Yeah. All the best. Looking forward to be part of the ecosystem. Thank you. All right, come on to the stage. Did you have a question, Lady Rocket? <laughs> yes. Hello, Kelly. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. I just discovered your place and uh, happy to see you in particular curating this room uh, based on your experience. So just wanted to acknowledge that. Uh, uh, especially that web3 gaming is opportunity for everybody but uh, my team was participating in a european conference in amsterdam and there was some incredible statistics like that only 3% uh, of leaders in the area of metaverse and game are women so you know that's good to see you here but anyway 
I am a totally equal opportunity uh, leader, and especially because my game is space, like cosmos, uh, which has been untapped uh, from the standpoint of a large brand gaming experience. And here's my question. Uh, I've space as an astronaut or, or traditional, I call it NASA, um, view of space is not necessarily what's needed in contemporary times to engage all of us. Uh, I have been working on and off with entities like NBA and NFL on merging into the game and, and metaverse uh, a concept of game that would be based on uh, attraction of basketball, especially among black uh, community, but with addition of playing basketball, for example, on Mars uh, with all the trimmings and all the, all, all the pizzas, because then it allows me to sneak in a little bit of knowledge about space and uh, passion for Mars. Uh, so I wanted to get your critique, your input, if, uh, if something like this would be considered timely. And, and the last question is, yesterday I spent the time with the owners of RAMS, like R-A-M, here in Los, I live in Los Angeles. Uh, and because my Web3 platform is allowing us to take stuff to the moon. And question, is NFL or NBA uh, better suited who is less exposed and what would be your opinion? By the way, my Web3 platform is CopernicSpace.com and our game is we actually physically can take items to the moon. So um, if I could get some you know, feedback from the group, from Nite, would um, would be lovely. Thank you so much for letting me share and ask. And of course, I can answer some questions because I have some wild opinions, too. But anyway, so is it NBA or NFT, NFL or none of the above because they are overexposed? And space in combination with our earthy activities as a large scale game. And I started to do it with Magic Leap a while back, but then they were taken hostage and pushed into the dungeon. Well, I'm not sure if um, the guests want to jump in and uh, give any insight to um, some of the comments from our um, guest question. Did you guys have any insight? If not, I definitely think we can uh, definitely take the conversation offline. And, um, you know, I know both of us are always open to uh, connecting with new folks in the space. So I definitely appreciate you coming up and sharing um, what you're building and what you're working on. And uh, we can definitely like chat offline. Thank you. I appreciate it. If I just jumped in with questions that are not directly relevant to your subject, I, I'm sorry, but I, uh, I just listened to you for a little while and, and I see that you have here a wolf game going. Okay. I understand now. So anyway, thank you for introducing myself anyway, and I will continue hanging around for a little while. And thank you for the invitation, Kelly. I appreciate. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. So I will uh, ask um, some of our final questions. So 
just to wrap things up, I know folks probably want to watch the game. <laughs> Speaking of the NBA, probably want to watch the final. So um, is there any new alpha, um, Marisa and George, that you can share or something new that's on your roadmap that you can tease today? Um, what's coming next? And then finally, always love to end with an ask. How can the audience support you? Well, thank you for that, Kelly. Um, I think George has been talking uh, a little uh, about the alpha, like next steps about the game, but some alpha that I want uh, for um, the audience members that have been uh, being asking about the nights and the game, uh, we'll be talking to Kelly like, about ways about benefiting their holders. So uh, let's uh, give uh, the announcements from Kelly in tweets and... Uh, Check them. There will be some alpha from Nice and Chain and Wade Mead. Awesome. I didn't know, George, did you want to add anything or? No, yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter and go to Discord to uh, Wade Mead. And yeah, we're going to be uh, um, yeah doing some uh, promotion. So yeah, stay tuned. Thank you, Antonio. And Lady Rocket and everyone that asked uh, questions in the audience for listening. And yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate it. And so thanks everybody for hanging in there. So um, thank you, George and Raisa. And for everybody tuning in here today, um, we'll definitely get you that Unstoppable Domains credit, $50 credit. Um, due to our partnership with Unstoppable Domains and our family wallet. So make sure um, there is there is a Blue Studios Labs um, little, uh, what is it, little, I always get this wrong, a gear with a ring around it. Um, it's a listener in, the, um, in this chat right now. And make sure to um, just click on that and select send direct message. And we will make sure to DM you um, your $50 Unstoppable Domains credit for tuning in with us tonight. So thank you so much for everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Marisa and George. I'm so excited about what you guys are building. Uh, we need more quality. We need as many quality play-to-earn games in the space so that we can show how play-to-earn and just different Web3 mechanics can make a better, more positive experience for everybody in the space. So thanks for for being such great builders in the space, community members. Thank you so much for inviting us, Kelly. Your space is always amazing. Thank you so much. And this is a great way to be uh, on a Wednesday. So thank you, everyone. Oh, is it Thursday today? Yes, I get the days. <laughs> too. I, don't <laughs> okay, so I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Have, have a great evening, everybody. And make sure to DM Blue Studios Labs and we will get that unstoppable domain credit over to you. Thanks again. And um, we're, we're skipping next week. I know it's NFT NYC, but the following week we'll have um, Salon Labs on. And um, we'll also be bringing on some more really cool place, really cool founders and people. So definitely stay tuned. And I will see you guys actually in, in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Kelly. Look forward to being in these spaces again. Oh, thanks so much. Talk to you guys soon.